Is 90% of everything just crap? Or is this the most elitist thing you've ever heard? Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. And this Right Angle episode is brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. If you're watching us on Rumble, please hit that thumbs up button. On YouTube, there's a thumbs up as well as a subscribe button. The more you do that, the more we're able to bring you these messages uninterrupted without commercials. We never had commercials anyway, but we'll keep doing that for you. Uh, gentlemen, there's a story in the Wall Street Journal about uh, Mark Andreessen, who is a venture capitalist these days, uh, but was in on the early days of the World Wide Web, where he developed uh, the Mosaic Web Browser and was later involved, I believe, in Netscape. And now he's uh, you know, funding technology companies in large part. And he quotes in this Wall Street Journal piece something that has become known as Sturgeon's Law, because uh, this character Sturgeon... Uh, was being told that uh, that 90% of science fiction writing was crap. And his response was, 90% of everything is crap. <laughs> and it strikes me uh, that uh, Andreessen may have a point here. And I want to, uh, Stephen Green, I want to quote selectively from this piece to say that Andreessen says, the ethic of our times is egalitarianism. Everybody's the same. Everyone is equal. The conceit is that if you only put in the work, you'll get great results. You know, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours nonsense. But we have a very small number of people who know what to do, and a large number laboring under a set of delusion, delusions generating crap. Steve Green, is Andreessen just an elitist pig who thinks he's better than everybody else, or <laughs> is there something to this? Yeah, uh, the uh, corollary to Sturgeon's law is that that kind of egalitarianism is 100% crap. Uh, it just <laughs> humanity. We're not built that way. We're not wired that way. We're all different. And I love it. And, you know, sometimes I love the crap. I've got a collection of uh, 70s and 80s exploitation movies that are not good by any measure. But if I see a movie with a title like The Toolbox Murderer or uh, uh, The thing, the Incredible Thing with Two Heads or The Incredible 200, what? There are two of those incredible two-headed monster movies, and I always forget which one is which, and they came out one right after the other. But it's all great stuff. It's all crap. If there's crap you enjoy, enjoy it like I do. Uh, you know, you only get one go around on this earth. It doesn't all have to be the top 10% of everything. That's my version of egalitarianism. That said, I really do believe that there is a 10% a that the 90% of us, I'm including me here, are never going to achieve. Uh, when the lockdown started, the uh, you know that Masterclass channel that you can subscribe to? I am a subscriber. That, uh, yeah, so are we. Uh, I'd heard of it. I knew it was really expensive, so I wasn't interested. But when the lockdown started a couple of years ago, they had an uh, offer the first year for $50. Uh, I said to my wife, oh, go ahead. I bet there's some good stuff on there. And it turns out there's some great cooking stuff on there. And my wife and I both love to cook. And we're we're pretty good at it. I don't know if we've done 10,000 hours yet, but I bet it's really close if we haven't. But that said, uh, we got really into watching Thomas Keller, the, the French laundry guy. Uh, Gordon Ramsay had just uh, had come out with a second series on uh, on Masterclass. Now we just we we blaze through those really good stuff. But the one that really intrigued me, there's an Italian chef. Let me make sure I've got his name correctly. And if I butcher his last name, I hope he'll forgive me. But uh, Masimo Bottura, uh, Michelin star chef in Italy. And 
watching his videos, it's less about the cooking than figuring out how his mind works. It's not a normal brain. And I mean that as the highest compliment I can possibly give somebody in a creative art like his. Um, you listen to him talk, and maybe it's just because he's speaking English and it's not his first language, but he speaks as though there are just not enough words to convey all the thoughts bouncing around in that magnificent brain of his. And we were watching the uh, the very last episode. This is just last night. Melissa and I were watching the very last episode of his uh, – of his masterclass series that we'd somehow managed to miss. And he's not really cooking much. He's talking about ideas he's had for, for food and where these ideas came from and all the things. And I asked Melissa to pause the show and I said, you know what? There are no walls in this man's mind. When I'm thinking about something, I'm, I'm thinking about that thing. This guy has no walls, no borders. The connections, the interconnections that develop in that brain are far better then far wilder, more imaginative than anything I'm ever likely to come up with. And if he had cooked for a thousand hours and I had cooked for 10,000 hours, he would still be 10 times the cook I am. And that's just the way it is. That's how we are. That's in fact, almost a, an exact quote of Mark Andreessen, basically, who says it is what it is. That's just the fact of life. Uh, Bill Whittle, um, it, they trot out a bunch of examples of this, including uh, the difficulty in the scientific community of being able to replicate studies. Um, over half of psychology studies, for example, cannot be replicated. And he said that the-, the Psychology is not the, a science. What's that? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he said yeah. the, two, um, the, the two red flag phrases that you should stop at anytime you see them in a headline is studies show or experts <laughs> say. <laughs> um, really respect this guy. Now he doesn't say that that there's uh, that that nobody is any good at anything. Obviously, there is a ten percent uh, of every kind of classification uh, where you can find excellence. Uh, but he says even venture capital firms, um, you know, fall victim to this. He says uh, really good firms are probably right about half the time. And, you know, the other half are just smoking holes in the ground. <laughs> um, but he said that's that's for the top uh, 10% of those firms. The, the rest of them are, again, in that 90-10 rule. Uh, uh, Bill, you know, you have uh, been probably one of the strongest voices out there against the kind of elitism that would seem to spring forth with this kind of stuff where you're basically saying there is a – it's not a nobility, but there's an accomplished class. There's a meritorious class that has something that no matter how much uh, we schlubs work at it, we will never ascend to that level. Do you think this smacks of that or is there something more here? Well, I'm not entirely sure that's what he's saying. Um, he certainly does seem to have a high opinion of himself. And, I mean, let's let's face facts. He is the mastermind behind uh, Mosaic and Netscape, both major titans of industry today, as we sit here in uh, 2022. I think I don't think he's necessarily saying that there's only certain kind of people who who can do things. He's just saying that there are a certain number of people that do things. Not necessarily that that there's a specific class or a specific type. It's just the way it goes. I think we can clarify this whole thing, frankly, Scott, by just turning this thing around. And instead of saying 90% of everything is crap, why don't we just say that 10% of everything is exceptionally good? I mean, when you when you look at things that way, then the whole world makes sense. Um, I'm I'm reminded uh, of one of my favorite anecdotes uh, when I was an editor at Sunday Morning Shootout. 
Peter Bart and Peter Goober uh, were the hosts of that show. And Peter Goober was the guy who negotiated the sale of, I think it was Columbia to the Japanese. And he found himself there in a, in a boardroom in Japan, surrounded by these Japanese executives who were you know, formerly making cars and TVs and stuff. And Goober basically said to him, said, look, here's, here's how it's going to work. Uh, we, we have a slate of 10 movies, let's say. Um, four of them will be bombs. Uh, three of them will be okay, break even. And then maybe three of them will be hits. And the, and the, and the Japanese executive just leaned forward and said, well, why don't you just make only the hits? <laughs> Let's make that viral and, video. And that's the essence of what we're talking about here. Um, you have, uh, first of all, to say that the 10,000 hour rule is stupid is just, that's just nonsense. And I'll tell you why. It's not just a question of if you put in 10,000 hours, you'll be good at something. If you don't have an if you don't have an aptitude for what you're doing, you won't put in ten thousand hours. So 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 that that whole thing is kind of out the window. I just think it's a kind of a look. I, to me, this sounds like the kind of thing you would say in order to sell books. But uh, another anecdote I'm, I'm I'm very fond of comes from our uh, late departed friend Andrew Breitbart, who's actually now that I think about it has been gone ten years nearly to the day. When he was asked to do a daily column, he said, I, I can't write a daily column. I mean, I, I can't write anything good on a daily column. And whoever asked him to do it said, Andrew, 50% of the work you do is going to be below average. And and this is the way to, to look at things. It is true that only 10% of anything, 10% of, of farming, 10% of anything, is exceptionally good, and that's the standard that we want to achieve. And if you have that view, then everything else is dreck. Ninety percent is dreck. But to say that to say that this is only accomplishable by an elite class of people is not only I'm not saying he's saying that, but no. if he is, he's not only wrong; he's provably wrong. You never know who's going to be doing that great, great work. Which is why one of my favorite scenes in Fargo is of the husband who's, who, who carves the ducks, you know, for the stamps. He's just a guy. He's just very good at it. And and that humility is an important part of getting through life without being beaten up repeatedly. Well, to kind of piggyback off what Bill said and combine with Mark, what Mark Andreessen said, I would like to propound Scott Ott's law. And that is that the top 10% is the top 10%. So there's a top 10% of everything. Uh, there's some excellent work in every field, but that doesn't necessarily mean the other 90% is horse manure. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that the 90% that is horse manure, if you buy that premise, was not worth doing. Um, it, the, the, the amazing thing about the United States of America is that you can be in the in the 90% and still be immensely happy. You can be <laughs> in the 90% and still be fantastically successful. Uh, you can make really bad movies and still live in a three-bedroom, two-bath house with a refrigerator that makes ice cubes without you thinking about it. Um, that is just the, the wonderful thing about the country that we live in. We support the 90%. In fact, the whole economy and the the uh, animating principle of these United States of America calls into question the idea that uh, of the survival of the fittest. We have proven that not only can the mediocre survive, but the mediocre can thrive. The mediocre can carve out a niche for themselves in which they can be sources of perpetual delight to themselves, their families, and others. And, and I just think that that's really cool. You can do well enough. And so uh, 
I, I don't necessarily believe that if you devote 10,000 hours to, to art, for example, you're going to become Picasso, but we don't need another Picasso. We need you. We need the best you that can be drawn out. We need people who are willing to put in the effort, as Bill says, when somebody is willing to devote 10,000 hours to something, that, that denotes a certain caring, a certain passion that will bring a quality and a love and a joy uh, that nobody else can bring. I have one of my sons owns a, a coffee roasting business, and I have never seen anybody who's more passionate about such a small little part of you know God's creation as he is about the process and the whole uh, you know logistics of making coffee beans so that they taste good um, I think that is amazing that there are people who have devoted themselves to these little areas of life and just said, I'm going to be the best I can be at this. And what makes it different from every other coffee roastery in the world, is that it's Jonah's business. And that's the same thing with whatever you're pursuing. Don't be discouraged by somebody saying 90% of what's generated out there is crap. There are people who make their living selling crap. And I don't mean us. I mean, <laughs> I saw Bill's hand coming up before it got into the frame. <laughs> I mean, there are people who literally bag and sell crap. <laughs> and it's okay. That's the beautiful thing about this country. So so get out there, give it your best effort, do what you can to make it as excellent as possible and throw your heart into it. Make it something that is uniquely you and that you can be passionate about and that you can look back in your dotage and say, well, that was a lot of fun and I don't care what anybody thought of it. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at Right Angle at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 